episode of Ballers, Beers, and Banjo. I'm your host, Dave. Here with me, my two main chums, Anthony Moose. Hello! What's up, everyone? Coming to you on <laughs> Monday night. We've got a good Monday night football game happening between the Rams and the Bucks. We're at halftime, and um, yeah, I'm enjoying the game so far. We might talk about that a little later. First, we want to update you and give you all the info you need heading into week 12. Guys, can you believe it's week 12? I know it's it's flown by. It is it it's kind of sad. It's we got we like fans football is almost over. I'm not almost too playoffs. sad cuz I know I'm going to win our league. So Oh, which league? Which league is that, Moose? The Dynasty. Oh, the Dynasty League? Okay. Yeah. I'll beer bet you that you don't win the Dynasty League. Okay. Okay. Beer bet. Uh, is it is is that a sure? As sure. In, <laughs> sure. Sure. I mean, sure. Just uh, saying. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's sad. It's sad. We're almost done fantasy football, man. It's like I'll I'll be bet you that you don't win. But no, that's... you were so confident about you. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are you guys drinking tonight? I mean, Same I, as always. I, don't even know I got a Heineken. Ask, Okay, I got a Heineken, loose. but I'm in a I'm in a I built a couch fort because it was too <laughs> echoey in my new home. Yes. So I'm uh, I'm in a couch fort. Couch forts are cool, kind of like in community when they build the, the blanket and the pillow fort. Oh exactly. Yeah, I forgot about that. Good episode. That's a good episode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh exactly. yeah, it's every season, right? They do that? Uh, or the first few? I don't know. It's tough to I gotta it deserves a rewatch. At least the first three seasons until uh yeah, Troy leaves. Um, I'm drinking a naughty Hildegard. It's a driftwood uh, extra special bitter. Every time I I drink an extra special bitter, I'm like Moose, you like extra special bitters, and you're like, uh, okay, I don't, I've never had one in my life. And then I remind you that you had one at uh, Salt Spring Brewery. Yeah, but yeah, one, one one time one. in my life, yeah. I had a uh, yeah that I one had time. an extra special I bitter. Fucking liked it that one time. We're <laughs> <laughs> explicit. Anthony, which light beer are you drinking? Michelob. Michelob, Michelob, ultra light. Yeah. All right. Well, ultra lame. Yeah. <laughs> ultra lame. Well, it's not, like, up. it's not up like for the holidays. It's you? not like Heineken's anything to write home about. <laughs> like it's <laughs> the most average beer. It's pretty. Yeah, average. maybe maybe you should go get that uh, ninety nine pack of Pabst Blue Ribbon that uh, Michael oh, showed yes. us uh, in our one of the to. chats. I, that's why I asked him. Yeah, I you asked got pretty excited. I, just I asked him if it was at uh, at an SAQ, but, but it's an American. Uh, it's a photo from the U.S. So, a '99 case of Pabst Blue Ribbon. Which is I just, just don't wild. know if I want to drink '99 Pabst Blue Ribbon. I don't think well, I've ever dr- drank '99 in a year. Well, what's gross is that beers. Th- Thirty-three of no, them. Pabst. Oh, what's yeah. What's gross is that the likelihood is thirty-three of them are uh, the Pabst Dry, which is atrocious. And then it looked like there was a third type of Paps that I've never even heard of before. Oh, there's like 33 of three different kinds. I get you. I mean, that's it would what make it looked sense like. why it's 99. Because I was like, why don't they go 100? How is it? How do they fit an even case? Yeah, but I think it's 99 because it's 99 bottles of beer on the wall. Right. Plus, it was pr- it's probably under $99 too, or or 99 yeah. bucks exactly. I mean, it's yeah. exactly. It's probably exactly $99 as is tradition. Yeah. All right, well, something to strive for, Canada. Get on that. Um, all right, guys, so we're talking week 12 here. All right, we are heading into week 12. 
American uh, we're getting into the very nitty gritty. You pr- and it is American Thanksgiving, so we'll, we'll address that. There are no bye weeks this this week coming. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, the bye weeks are almost done. We just have t- Carolina and Tampa Bay, which have a week thirteen bye, which is horrible if you're trying to make the playoffs and you own any one of those teams, like Christian McCaffrey, if he ever comes back, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay wide receivers. But I digress. So. Waiver wire and streamers this week, gentlemen. It's uh, it's pretty thin in terms of waiver wires. Um, I think most mostly teams are pretty set up. We're not going to find any diamonds in the rough at this point in the season unless there's injuries. Um, actually, good yeah, segue. Let's yeah. talk about injuries. Anthony, you want to hit us? Well, we all know about Joe Burrow done for the season. Unfortunately, sad, sad news. Um yeah, so he's going to be out. Um, if we talk a little bit more about the Thanksgiving games, the three games that are on Thursday, we have some situations with the good old COVID. Um, yep. Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins will be out on Thursday. They tested positive. So uh, we'll talk about who you can play instead of them now. Um, who else on Thursday? I don't I think that's it for Thursday. But in terms of COVID, Adam Thielen is on COVID reserve list. So that usually means close contact. So keep your eye on him. Yeah, he has Um, a chance to play if he's okay. He has a chance to play. But but Ingram and and J.K. Dobbins are out for sure because they actually have it. Yeah, Um, Julio Jones is a game-time decision uh, this week with his hamstring again. Classic. Um, Wait, is is it confirmed that they actually have it or they just tested positive? Who J.K. Well, they, Dobbins? You, and okay, so they, they tested positive. Yeah, so okay. take that for what for what it's worth. Um, and then some interesting out. hype news: um, Austin Eckler is close to returning to the lineup. So for all you people going to be making it into the playoffs, he could be a good play in the playoffs. No, no, no. Why no, are you no, shaking no. your head? Why not? Did if you not you see the? the playoffs, did you not see the footage of him running? He looks so slow. There's no way he's coming back at 100%. I would, I would not bank on Austin Eckler in the playoffs. Moose. Kalen Bollage has been very adequate. You would not play Eckler with over the Charger, on the Chargers offense. You wouldn't play Eckler? I, I, I mean, from the, footage, Eckler? from the footage that I saw of him running, he does not look like he's up to speed. To be if playing. Austin Eckler is in the game, to me it means... Listen, they're not making the playoffs, right? So they wouldn't risk playing him if he wasn't healthy enough to play in and, and going to be effective. So if he's playing and he's starting, you definitely got to play him. You got to start him. Come on. Like well, Ballage was um, maybe maybe Ballage. the first game I wouldn't I wouldn't risk it if it's your playoff game. I wouldn't if he pl- go if he plays well his first game back whenever that is. Who knows? He might not even come back. But if he plays well his first game, you could definitely slot him in for the second. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm basing this off of footage I saw. So yeah, if he comes back and he's at a hundred, sure, lock him in. But I just, from what I've seen, I don't think that's the case. If to me, if I have him and they announce him as the starter, I'm I'm playing him for sure. Especially since I've been surviving off of who knows what. So you have someone else in there. So he's your your RB two. You know what this was like a bonus RB two. I would play him. Um, with Joe Burrow, it's worth mentioning that it's not just his ACL, it's also his MCL and other structural issues. Yeah. Sounds not good. Um, so potentially might not even be ready for the start of next season. 
Um, yeah, this could be rough <laughs> for people who drafted him in Dynasty because he yeah. might not be he, like he'll play again, but he might not be you know, the guy that everybody expected to be the next big QB in the league, it, it could uh, affect him. I think the good news lot. is, like, obviously his mobility was yeah. a, a strength of his, uh, and yeah. he could run, but really he's a tremendous passer. So as long as he's elusive enough to, yeah. to elude defenders, he'll be okay. I'm only going to say this. I agree with you guys, but Alex Smith, I mean... <laughs> Whoever thought he'd be playing again? So yeah. uh, no, no. I mean, you know, Joe it, be back. He'll be okay. it yeah. sucks, but uh, let's keep our hopes up. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I have another ahead, one. I don't think it it matters too much because if you guys were playing Nick Foles, then poor you. Then you're but, probably uh, not in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles are still dealing with injuries. Who knows? They might not even. Both of them might not even play this week, and then it's an even bigger tire fire over there. Um, so that's all I had to say on that. Okay, and, then, and that's uh, that's a that's Chicago. Keep that in mind. That could be a good segue. But I also just want to bring up Joe Mixon uh, was put mm. placed back on IR, so he's out for another three weeks. So I think the earliest he could come back is week is the first week of the fantasy playoffs or second week of the fantasy playoffs. So no, yeah, you're right. It'll be back first week, week fifteen playoffs. Or week fifteen, okay. So week two of playoffs. So not good if you're the mixed owner, but uh, no, sorry. Also uh, not because he didn't play this week. So that's 11, 12, 13. Yeah, uh, I think 11, he would 12, be back, for so week he's back week fourteen. Could be yeah. back week fourteen, and then but, so that's pretty good for Giovanni Bernard, considering that Burroughs isn't there, and Giovanni Bernard is going to be a a pretty decent fantasy start for the next few weeks. What do you guys think about the receivers? Seriously, so uh, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd. AJ Green, like, what do we so, think of them? All I can do is base it off of Ryan Finley's uh, start last year. Cincinnati's going to be a disaster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not going to be pretty. So like, people were pretty uh, pumped Tyler about Boyd. Ryan Finley coming in yeah. last year when you know the whole Andy Dalton thing happened. Everybody, oh, Ryan Finley's coming in. This could be great for everybody. It was not great for anybody. So no, I, I imagine no. a lot of the same. So as a Tyler Boyd. Owner, I'm I'm in a rough situation right now. Um, I do think I have better options. I, I believe I have DJ Moore um, on that team as well, who I haven't been starting. But um, Tyler Boyd, whoever drafted Tyler Boyd, like they had him as a starter uh, for like a wide receiver two. Um, so that's a pretty big blow. No, that's not the league. I have Galladay in that league, and he's out. So I'm kind of in a shitty yeah, situation. That's a tough. That's a tough spot to me, Boyd. Like, so obviously he loses a bit of value. Like he's not going to be, you know, at one point he was a top twelve wide receiver. I know he's dropped since then, but he'll still be the main target. So if Finley's going to complete any passes, they're mainly going to be to Tyler Boyd. Yeah. T Higgins to me suffers more because he he and Burrow had this this rookie connection thing going on and. And he was gaining traction more and more throughout the year. Um, and as a, as the wide receiver two, that being T. Higgins, um, you need more volume, right? And Burrow was throwing, you know, fifty times a game, and that's just not going to happen with Finley. He's going to throw like half. The, he's going to throw about half as much as uh, Burrow. So it's going to be trouble, especially for T. Higgins. Yeah. Anyways, any other injuries you want to talk about? We did mention Thielen. We mentioned those COVID guys. Think that about covers it. Yeah. All right. So Anthony, you brought up Chicago. 
We don't know who's playing. Trubisky or Foles, uh, neither of them are really healthy. We're not sure what's going to happen. So that segues perfectly to one of uh, the defense defense streamers uh, for this week, which to me is the Green Bay Packers, who are playing said Chicago Bears. Um, Chicago's offense struggles at the best of times. So if they have an injured quarterback or even a third-string quarterback, you know, you're going to want to bank on the Packers. Um, the only way you can beat Green Bay is on the ground. David Montgomery's also hurt. Not sure if he's going to be ready to play. Yeah, you know Chicago's in real trouble. So I think the Bear, the Packers, sorry, are a, a, a very reasonable streamer for this week for defense. Yeah, um, big time. I agree, agree. gentlemen. Uh, it's just a disaster. Whenever, whenever we play the goddamn Packers, it's it's a disaster. <laughs> it's a disaster. It's even more of a disaster this year. And I hate Rodgers, and I hate what the Bears have done to me. And they can't beat the Packers. Got all your hopes up. Yeah, and uh, so are we moving on to more streamers here? We're streaming. Yeah. We're streaming, baby. Yeah. Okay. So I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't normally say this. I think this is a bit of a maybe. I don't know how you guys feel, but it might be a wild man thing. But I'm going Las Vegas. Ooh, the Raiders. Like, who are they against? Denver. They're against Atlanta. Oh. Okay. The. Uh... That's going to be a shootout, Moose. Come on. You're judging this based off the very poor performance that Atlanta had this past weekend against a very good Saints team, the best I mean, team in the NFC? Okay, so like I realized that Las Vegas, you know, they got scored on quite a bit by Kansas City. But, I mean, they weren't doing a terrible job out there. And if Atlanta's going to play at that level, I, I think they're going to have a fine week. I just don't, I just don't see Atlanta playing at that level. If, if Julio Jones is out... They'll struggle um, a little more, but Atlanta's offense has been phenomenal for for most of the year in terms of um, yeah. putting up points. And the Raiders well, are, are, have not been very good on defense. Well, we've seen honest. we've seen Atlanta struggle when Julio Jones isn't playing. Uh, well, more specifically, Matt Ryan. So if Julio Jones doesn't play, I think um, it'll be a rough day for the Atlanta Falcons and I I think Las Vegas Raiders it's not as wild as my at start well my bold uh, defensive or maybe sneaky of the weeky pick uh was the Atlanta Falcons defense last week with Taysom Hill in we saw how that went Taysom Hill lit them up so I don't think this is as crazy as that bold prediction I had so um, I would have to agree with Moose on this one I'm going to disagree. Uh, the Raiders give up an average of 25 points per game. Um, not good. And an average of three touchdowns a game to opponents. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I think Atlanta I think Atlanta will not have a, a very tough time putting up some, some points on them. Hmm. I, I think the Raiders will win, but I think it'll be a high-scoring game. Like, I would bet the over in that game, whatever it is. Interesting. Yeah. All right, uh, another streamer, um, guys, and this is going to be a theme throughout the show for me, is the New York Giants. Okay, they We talked about the Bengals being out uh, without Burrow, without Mixon. Ryan Finley's at the helm. They're going to be an absolute tire fire, as we like to say. Well, the Giants are up against the Bengals. They're coming off a bye, and they're in a battle for first in the division. Well, you just have to be in that division to be in a battle for the first place, but... I, I think the Giants are the best team in that division, and they're they're going to win the division and make the playoffs. And it starts with their Week Twelve victory 
demolish demolishment of the Cincinnati Bengals. So um, I would take the Giants defense big time this week against the Bengals. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I would agree. Good. I'm glad you I did, agree my friend. With, yeah, I agree with everyone's today. And Moose, do you want to bring up your uh, your genius pluck off the waiver wire, your defense that you plucked up in Dynasty? The Cleveland Browns? Heck yeah. I, I, what What's their ownage percentage, though? Like, I'm not even... How much is New York and uh, and Cleveland owned? Well, that's a good point. Um, so I'll drum it up in our league here because producer Jim will have it for me. New York Giants are... Oh, because here's the thing. New York Giants were on by. So they were dropped by a lot of teams. I have 11% rostered okay. in uh, Sleeper. And Browns will be obviously higher. But 47%. 47%. But they I haven't will been great. S- yeah. They haven't been great. They've been playing better on defense. But what I will say is sometimes it's easier for defenses to have turnovers and everything when it's shittier weather. So they've played three games in a row of shitty weather, and it makes things a little easier. And they did play Carson Wentz, who's the turnover for king. Sure. Uh, yeah, but they're but playing I still, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I still say play them. Um, yeah, I think it's Jacksonville. And then even the week after, I think they have a favorable matchup. I think Moose was saying that heading towards the playoffs that they're... Yeah, they play the Jets in uh, the playoffs. Yeah. So <laughs> can't go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> for so that yeah, week. definitely got to own that team if they're available. Yeah, the Browns are so the Browns are coming off of 20-plus points against the Eagles. They got the Jags week 12. They got the Titans week 13. It's not great. Baltimore week 14, not, excuse me, not great. The Giants week 15 and the Jets week 16 in the champ, potential championship matchup. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah. That's how they doing. All right. Any other defenses you guys are eyeing? Most no. of the other good matchups are defenses that are taken, I think. Yes. All right. Well, if we segue into QB streamers for the week, Again, it's pretty slim pickings, but um, hopefully you have your starter. No one's on buy, so hopefully you have a starter. But um, if you're looking to pick up a streamer for whatever reason, Daniel Jones. We talked about him a couple times on the podcast. Anthony, I know you have him in Dynasty, and you're hoping for probably a big week this week. We talked about it last week. He's playing the Bengals. The Bengals suck. The Giants are the Giants are coming up, and Daniel Jones has shown that he can get it done on the ground through the air. I think he's a easy stream this week versus the Bengals. Yeah, and you're talking about the dynasty. Like my my three quarter where two QB league have Matt Ryan, Lamar Jackson, and Daniel Jones. And from what we just talked about, Vegas uh, Raiders are a stream of the week. Um, Pittsburgh uh, made Lamar Jackson look less than mediocre last time they played, and Daniel Jones has a favorable little matchup. So. I, I I don't know. Do do I put him in? Do I take one of those guys out? Like I, I think Daniel crazy. Jones to me out of those three this week, Daniel Jones would be not my number one starter. And then, uh, like I would trust if Julio Jones is in the lineup and healthy, I would play Matt Ryan. If he's not, I would go Lamar Jackson. But uh, Matt Ryan's proved every time Julio's in the lineup, the Atlanta offense rolls and they roll yeah. really well. When he's not, they really struggle. So if Julio's in the lineup, I would go Matt Ryan. Over Lamar Jackson. If not, you figure Baltimore is going to be Baltimore is going to have their best game so far against Pittsburgh. But, but you do forget. Better. 
Baltimore plays on Thursday. So if they don't announce anything for Julio Jones, I got to make a decision. I, That's a I, good point. I'm playing Lamar. The old, the old yeah. Thanksgiving. Games. I think I, I have to play him. It's Thanksgiving. It's a different night. Maybe, maybe because there's no running backs, he's gonna run more. And the thing is, like Lamar hasn't really like busted out hard. Like no. he still does well. He just doesn't do Lamar last year yes. well. You you have been on Mike Evans's ass all season about being boomer bust, and you base that off of expectations, right? So what you expect, you draft a player yeah. and you expect them to get a certain amount of points. So when you drafted Lamar Jackson, how many points did you expect him to get per, on a per game basis? Last year, just a reference, he got 27 points per game. Even the bare minimum of what he should get is 20 points, and he hasn't been hitting that often enough. So yeah, that's I, okay. okay. All right, all right. Okay, we're, we're talking about him compared to uh, um, why can't I remember his name now? Matty Ice, Who? Matt Ryan, uh, Matt, Matt Ryan. Ryan. No, no, okay. you just said look, your sentence look, was yeah, yeah. he hasn't no, no. been busting out. Yeah, c- compared to to Matt Ryan, look at Matt Ryan will go games where he gets like five points. Lamar Jackson no doesn't get five Matt points. Ryan, no one, no one drafted Matt Ryan expecting him to get. Um, the being the number one overall QB like they expected Lamar Jackson. And you said that yeah, but my point are based is on in, in a debate whether you're in a debate whether you're taking Lamar Jackson or Matt Ryan, you're taking Lamar Jackson. Because although Lamar Jackson is not getting you the top points you want, he's not getting you five or seven points. Okay. Well just to reference he, he has busted quite a few times this year. And just so we're on the same page, Matt Ryan has he's ranked higher amongst QBs so far this year. Um, but in week three against Kansas City, 12 points for Lamar Jackson. In week five against the Bengals, 14. In week eight against the Steelers, 13 points. So in week uh, right 11, the- 17 points. He's had plenty of bust weeks. So right now against his division, even the Bengals and Pittsburgh, he's not playing well in his own division. Yeah. So I don't like that at all, especially Pittsburgh, the way they're playing. But I'm hoping that this is one of these are one of the games that like, you know, you've played them once, you lost, and now hopefully when you play them again, you've learned something and you'll be able to overcome all the crap that, uh, all the crap from the first game. So I don't know. I, I'm going to play Lamar yeah. Jackson. Um, I think if Julio Jones is out, I will start Daniel Jones over Matt Ryan. And Lamar, sorry, Lamar is, does have more points than Matt Ryan right now overall, a little mm. bit. But okay. So a I mean, he bit, doesn't have any, but, yeah. he doesn't have any points. He doesn't have any games under. 12 points, I think. Yeah. No, but that's 12 sucks for QB. Yeah. Like, well, it sucks more when you have three he's... games under 10, which Matt Ryan yeah, has. But again, those are the those are the Julio list Julio list games. I think if Julio's in the lineup, you're good to go with Matt Ryan. Yeah. Lamar is averaging under 20 points a game. Just but you not, also have not what you drafted with, him to do. With Julio Jones, that he goes out mid game, and then you're like really up shit's creek. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> those are go. not too fun. But anyways, so let's get back to the streamers. So um, for a streaming quarterback, Taysom Hill probably wasn't picked up out of leagues because a lot of people thought he was going to suck. He's plays Denver this week. Um, I think, and what we didn't pay attention to, because I know we talk a lot of fantasy, but Sean Payton had said that if a quarterback had to come in during a game for Drew Brees, it would be Winston, Jameis Winston, like we saw. But if there was prep time he would go Taysom Hill every time so Taysom Hill played well week one uh his first week in as a starter this week against Denver Denver's D 
has looked good, but I think they're a team that has a lot of issues on offense and will turn over the ball, and uh, New Orleans D looks good, um, and I think Taysom Hill is just going to run all over um, Denver, so... I think because of the rushing yards, he he's a he's a stream this week. Yep, I think so too. Um, I, if uh, if needed, I I agree with tempered expectations. Right. Let, let's not let's <laughs> not crown him yeah. the the next greatest quarterback. But I would say like he he doesn't really throw much down the field. But neither did Drew Brees. Um, I'm hoping that he looks at Kamara a little more. I think since he doesn't look down the field, he should throw more to Kamara. But um, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but I, I certainly have him on the list. Yeah, I definitely have him on the start. And then the, <laughs> the third guy on our list is uh, Mr. Eyeliner himself, Derek Carr versus, <laughs> versus those Atlanta Falcons. I mean, Again, more quarterbacks I think should probably wear be, eyeliner. They Trick because he's clearly playing above his head. He's playing better than uh, than he normally does. I think it's I think it's John Gruden and uh, the coaching. I think um, you know Derek Carr was always a good quarterback, but he needs a coach and he needs uh, you know direction for for when is you know when you should be passing the ball, who you should be looking for in certain plays. Um, also, he you know, needs that strategy. thing downfield. Uh, yeah, receivers. <laughs> Yeah, well, now he has like some decent like Aguilar's been playing well. And this is um, what I'm saying. He's got Waller. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I think he's definite definite possibility this week if you need it. All right, is that good for streamers? Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, really quick waiver wire guys. Again, we talked about how there's not a lot out there. Taysom Hill, you could pick him up. Uh, any of those quarterbacks we mentioned probably available to pick up. Um, who do you guys want to talk about besides that? Right. Um, as far as waiver wire pickups, yeah. Um, well, I would still say Michael Pittman because Michael Pittman Jr. because um, he seems to be available quite a bit still. Yeah. Um, I think it's a guy you got to stash, and especially with a guy like Tyler Boyd, um, whose value has gone down because Joe Burrows is out. Um, or Burrows, Burrow. There's no S, just Burrow. Yeah. Joe Burrow is out. <laughs> Well, I caught myself this time um, did. because Joe Burrow is out and Tyler Boyd's value has gone down as well as T Higgins. I think Michael Pittman Jr. could be a good play and um, a good guy to have on your team because he plays upcoming as Tennessee and Houston who aren't the greatest of defenses. And then they play Las Vegas, who's pretty decent. And then they play Houston uh, again. So I like it. Good and matchups. For those of you who go deep into the playoffs, week sixteen not favorable against Pittsburgh, but week seventeen Jacksonville. So well, uh, Pittsburgh gives up. Pittsburgh gives up quite a bit through the air. Yeah, they do give up big plays. And so. I think I think if any team could probably beat Pittsburgh, it's most likely the Colts because you know they're I good mean, on defense. I think geez. they'll give them a run for their money. But Rivers yeah. is not. But it's the battle of two uh, broken de- like uh, like not mobile. Car- yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, so my my waiver wire pickup for the week, guys, is Gus Edwards, and I know we're talking about it um, pre podcast here, but with Ingram and Dobbins officially ruled out for Thursday night, Gus Edwards is sure to see a lot of volume, and I know it's against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they have a very stout run defense, 
but we've seen we've seen others have success against Pittsburgh. We actually saw J.K. Dobbins have, I believe, 100 yards on the ground against Pittsburgh um, in Week 8. So I think there's no reason Gus Edwards can't be very serviceable on the ground, and he'll get the red zone and goal line touches. So if they do get a rushing touchdown, it'll probably be him. So I think Gus Edwards is definite a waiver wire target for this week. 28% owned based on sleeper. I uh, I have a Wednesday morning pickup. So if you've uh, if you've put in for your streamers, you didn't get your streamers, depending on how your waiver wire works. Uh, you got outbid, or you're just uh, you know you're lower on the totem pole. Andy Dalton. I oh think boy, uh, oh boy. <laughs> if you're desperate, you weren't able to pick up a streaming quarterback. I mean, we saw them against Minnesota, not the greatest defense, but you know they strung some plays together. And uh, you know, I think he's he's definitely serviceable if you're uh, if you're if you've been getting if you've been picking up all the injured quarterbacks, um, you know, and get beat out on the waiver wire. Would you so, want uh, and so Dalton's playing on Thursday against Washington, who's a, a very good defense. Would you rather have Andy Dalton or Daniel Jones this week? Yeah, you miss you misheard what I said though. It's only okay. if you don't get if you don't get any of the other quarterbacks. Any of those guys. You got, okay, all right. You got outbeat. That's what I'm saying. It's a Wednesday morning decision. You got outbeat. Everybody else is taken, and you need someone. I, I don't think Andy Dalton's a, a terrible pickup. Okay, fair enough. But I think people uh, will go to pick up Andy Dalton too because of how he played. Like, because it was his flash in the pan game. I think people will rush to get him as well. But if Moose is correct, then definitely go for him. I think uh, he's not a bad pickup. I'm I'm not a fan. I think his um, uh, again, he was his numbers were inflated based on that matchup against Minnesota, who's who's not great defending the pass. In fact, they're one of the worst defending the pass. Um, uh, so I would you know I think we're going to see a very different Andy Dalton and Dallas Cowboys against Washington. Um, that's going to be the winner. of That game will be leading the division, and I believe it will be Washington um, after this week. Hmm. that's my two cents um another possibility guys listen we're watching this guy play right now um you never know in terms of the rams who's going to be the guy like cooper cup in the first half had like 12 targets in the second half i've barely seen any um uh, but josh reynolds <laughs> owned i know sorry anthony uh owned about in 25 percent leagues on sleeper he he's Definitely a, a possibility. Um, if either Woods or Cup were to be hurt, uh, Josh Reynolds immediately becomes um, a top 24 wide receiver. So he's someone you could stash on your bench. And I think based on matchups, he, he, there's possibly for him to be relevant even with those guys in the lineup. So Josh Reynolds is, is one of those guys that's still available there that you can go target. Yep. And then, yeah, I wouldn't say there's much more after that. If you want to throw in a tight end... Um, well, there's there's one more. Oh, oh, I know who I think. This guy you said before. It, I don't think so. It, it falls into the no? the Gus Edwards category of pickups. Frank Ooh. Gore. Oh boy. Oh boy. You know what? Because Lamichael Pirine got hurt, right? Yes. So. And because Frank Gore is the timeless classic. Like, yeah. Based on the theory that he's the only running back, he should, you know. Do well, and he's okay. But it's sixty yards on the ground last week and a touchdown. It is the Jets. I think they're yes. against Miami this week, though. They are. 
So I wouldn't be super excited about playing him. Like if you're absolutely dead, you'd have to be very desperate at the running back position um, to, <laughs> to, yeah. to start him. But uh, some people yeah. are. It could happen. It could happen. It could happen. And I'm going to. I'm going to throw last one for me out there. I'm going to say Eric Ebron again. Um, this guy, he, he's got some decent matchups, especially going to the playoffs, uh, playing Buffalo, Cincinnati, Indianapolis, not so favorable, and then Cleveland week 17, if you go into there. And I, I, I like him. He's very touchdown dependent. Um, in his last four games, uh, he... The, it was only week 10 he didn't have a touchdown but uh he's been targeted uh a fair amount um se- uh, seven targets last game uh six That's a targets lot for the game. yeah six targets the week before six targets the week before that five eight like uh they're they're looking to him even with all the receivers that they have so it's good to see um he doesn't get a lot of yards, so he is very touchdown dependent. But I like how Roethlisberger is spreading the ball around and looking at him still. So it's something to look to if you if you're really stuck at tight end. Yeah, he's uh, according to Sleeper owned in most leagues. But if he's not, go ahead and pick him up. I think that's a natural segue for us talking about Pittsburgh to get into our Thanksgiving Thursday games. And why don't we start with uh, those very same Steelers going up against the Ravens in the second of the the matchups between them second of two divisional matchup they're playing this thursday the night game 8 20 p.m eastern we know how these divisional matchups go guys the second time these guys play could be tough sledding it could be a defensive matchup so i don't know what you guys are feeling here in terms of start sit on either side of the ball well i said it on yes or yeah our last episode that uh i think uh baltimore like their team they're frauds they're frauds. Um, I think their defense, it's kind of like the Bears. Their defense looks good in the first half, and then they're just exhausted. And then they allow stupidity in the second half, and they just go down and they lose. Um, Lamar Jackson doesn't have any receivers to throw to, and he's not running well. Like 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 he said it in an interview that it seems like the other teams are able to predict every play that they're going to do. So they're not very creative right uh, this season. So I don't I don't have confidence that they will beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers have more key players on their roster than than Baltimore, and they're healthier than Baltimore. That's I think true. without Calais Campbell, they look pretty freaking bad. Yep, and they've suffered some other injuries, including their left tackle there as well. Um, so listen, we talked about Gus Edwards. To me, I would start Gus Edwards if you need to. Um, Mark Andrews. Can we say you know that's a start? He's he's the he's the lead receiver. Yeah, he's the on only the team. one really. On yeah, offense. so I would start Mark Andrews, Lamar. Uh, you know, to me, I would if you have someone else to stream to, I would personally, I would go Daniel Jones. Moose might disagree. Um, I definitely disagree. And then what? A, yeah, okay. Moose disagrees. And then um, in terms of Marquise Brown and like Des Bryant, I mean, you got to figure sit right. Oh yeah. Start Willie Sneed. Instead of, yeah, maybe. No, I, <laughs> yeah. I would start nobody. Start no none of the Baltimore receivers. Yeah. So, Moose, yeah. if you're starting none of the Baltimore receivers, what's your f- logic for starting Lamar Jackson? Because he runs the ball. And he'll toss Same it to Mark Hill. Andrews. That's all they have. <laughs> Him that's running it and Mark that's Andrews. asking a lot. Well, that's what it was last year. That's what it he does. last year. <laughs> yeah. 
But he hasn't been doing it to great effect this year. For no, I blame the coaches for that. Okay. They're still coaching the team on Thursday, though. So that's <laughs> something to be aware of. Um, all right. On the Pittsburgh side of the ball, the, guys, the, other, the other thing, still... too, is like he, I mean, he could give one pass to each of the receivers. So the receivers might have a bad night, but, you know, he still gets the points. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust you mean him. Touchdown to, wise. Yeah. I wouldn't trust the receivers to get enough volume from him. Yeah. To make it relevant. Uh, right. Okay. To me, I, I would sit Lamar. On the Pittsburgh side of the ball, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, would you start him against the Baltimore D? Yeah, uh, I think so. Now I will. Yeah, I think the way that he's been playing, he's been, I think he's been, uh, if you take away the first couple weeks, I think he's been a top 10 quarterback um, since then. Uh, what about James Conner? Yeah, I think you're starting him. Yeah. Yeah, I think he, based on where you draft him, probably need to start him. Yeah. Um, but again, it might be tough sledding for him from what we've seen lately. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster had a toe injury, so keep your eye on that. We're not sure if he's going to play. Let's say he's healthy. Would you start him this Thursday? I just don't know why they would even start him, like if he's not 100%. Hmm. Maybe as a distraction? Him him. Yeah, decoy. Yeah, if anything, if anything, it'll be that. It'll just be out there jogging. I mean, they can they can win without him. Well, he seems to like dancing more than playing football. Maybe if you focus more on his, uh, <laughs> he's always out there dancing around. Like yeah. he seems happy whether he gets the ball or not. So he, he's just happy that they're winning. And Deontay happy Johnson out there, yeah. and uh, <laughs> Mapletron will eat up. Yeah. And those to me are uh, auto starts, Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. Even based on the matchups, you're going to be starting both those guys. Correct? Yeah. Correct. All right. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, anything else on that game before we move on to the next one? No, let's go to the next one. Okay. So the, um, let's work in reverse order. So the, or not reverse order, but, uh, the early game on Thanksgiving, um, is the Houston Texans versus the Detroit Lions. I feel like Detroit always plays on Thanksgiving Thursday. They're like a, a staple. Um, what are you guys feeling for this game? Uh, Detroit's bad. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't even know why they kept them of the other teams in their division to play on Thanksgiving. Like Detroit is going to be god awful. Um, oh, we didn't address. I don't know if Galladay is going to play. I don't know if DeAndre Swift's going to play. Um, Galladay right now is still listed as out. Um, DeAndre Swift, he was in concussion protocol. I don't know if he's cleared to play. I haven't. There was no updates today. I'm sure we'll hear something back tomorrow, um, but it's not looking good for Detroit. So well, I would say start <laughs> nobody on Detroit. And well, uh, I mean T.J. Hawkinson, you you got to start if you own oh, T.J. Right, Hawkinson. Right, right. Pretty but much he had an injury him. last game too. We have to look to see if he's completely healthy. And I guess if you if you're really looking for uh, a sneaky play, like maybe Marvin Jones. Junior will get into the end zone, but oh, it's rough. Maybe just Hawkinson. Well, here's the thing, guys. If John Dre Swift is healthy, even as long as you know he's playing, you definitely have to start John Dre Swift in this game because we've seen them use him more, which is what Moose has been clamoring for all year. Everyone's been clamoring for. Yeah, but, but pump, the, pump the brakes here. Matt Patricia what? is an absolute donut. Like who? <laughs> who knows what he's gonna do? Like. They should fire him this week so we can all be thankful. All right. We'll move. You know? 
<laughs> well, Moose, here's the argument. Even if Matt Patricia is a donut and doesn't give Swift a, enough carries, I don't think Jandre will need that many touches of the ball to be effective against the Houston defense because the Houston defense ranks 31st in uh, in fantasy football <laughs> against the running back, giving up 26.8 points per game. And we know it's not Adrian Peterson who's going to be getting all those points. So if they Swift's will. healthy, they'll I, give it to I'm Adrian starting. Peterson. They'll give it to Adrian Peterson all game long, and then yeah, be confused. But, uh, they'll be confused like why they 10 lost. Touches. <laughs> I think Swift needs like ten touches to be effective this game. I think they'll. Be, I think if he's healthy, I would start him. Stafford, I wouldn't. Let's talk Houston side of the ball, guys. The only, <laughs> the only team that's worse than Houston against running back positions in fantasy football is the Detroit Lions. They rank dead last, giving up 30 points per game. Does that mean you can start Duke Johnson this week? I think if you yes. have to. I don't know. Every time I watch Duke Johnson play, it's like he doesn't know how to get to the outside. He'll find he'll find the closest man and just run into him. It's like the guy doesn't know how yeah. to juke. <laughs> it, it's like you ever heard of he sidestepping Kyle? Duke Johnson? Like, exactly. Duke Johnson. <laughs> He doesn't do it. It's it's hilarious. He gets the ball and then just runs into the first person he sees. Yeah. Anthony, uh, here's why people who picked up Duke Johnson last week might be hesitant because he was, uh, for lack of a better term, a tire fire last week. And they yeah. were like, oh, he's going to get all the volume. And people were really excited about him. And they started him. And he got them five points against well, New England. Let's be fair. We did tell people to pick him up. But I would uh, say. You guys did. I, I remember being opposed yes, yes, to the yes, Duke yes, Johnson. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but I would say like, it's kind of hard not to play well against Detroit. So if there's one week, you're going to start Duke Johnson, it's going to be this week. But if you don't have to don't do it because it's a Thursday night game. Um, do you really want to put in Duke Johnson over some potential guys that are going to play on Sunday? Do you really want to start your week knowing that Duke Johnson potentially fucked you for the rest of the week? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, (laughs) And do we he's know like the two yards? He's like, oh, I went two yards. Who could I run into now? Anybody? Yeah, My team, much. their team. I just need someone to run into. I've gone two <laughs> yards too far now. Uh, what's the status of David Johnson, guys? Like, is he out for a while? I would assume so. No news is bad yeah, news. He's, oh, he's yeah. on IR. He's on. He's yeah, he on is IR. on IR. So it, it's David Johnson. It's Duke Johnson to the rescue. Anyways. Um, <laughs> He's a start option. Consider I would just, it. Uh, yeah, well, I would say of the options of all positions on um, the Texans, maybe excluding the tight ends as well, I would say Fuller, Cooks, good to go. Randall Cobb, we didn't mention, is going to IR. Yes. Uh, but uh, you weren't starting him anyways, hopefully. Uh, he's so been pretty I would, good. He's been okay. In like, deep leagues. Okay. And then... Like you never know between Jordan Akins and Darren Fells, which from week to week it's like a different one getting a touchdown. So yeah. I would just say stick to Fuller, Cooks, and Deshaun Watson. Yeah, those are all auto starts this week. And Duke Johnson, if you picked him up to replace like an injured player or something, like if you yeah. have DeAndre Swift and he's not playing, uh, maybe I don't know. I don't have Duke Johnson. I'm not playing him. If I did, I probably wouldn't play him. Okay, fair enough. That's always a good test. Anything else on that game? Nah. All right. All right. No, so I don't we, think so. We uh, we dealt with the late game, the early game, Thanksgiving Thursday. Let's talk about that juicy middle game starting at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Where do you mention it? The Washington, Washington, Roman numeral twos versus the Dallas Cowboys. The winner of this game will lead the division. 
I believe, um, at four and seven. So, <laughs> oh my God. Um, unless unless Philadelphia wins, but so um, who are we starting in this game, gentlemen? If anybody, CD Lamb, all day. Yeah, I'd start CD Lamb. I'd start CD Lamb um, or Amari Cooper. Here's the thing: that Washington defense is very good against wide receivers, so. I don't think that matters. 17. I don't think that matters for CD Lamb anymore. It might not. It might he, not. Might he's he's at that point sets. in his career where he's like Neo, where he just realized what he could actually do. And his <laughs> aerobatics through the air. He's bullet his time. <laughs> he's bullet Washington, time. It, it, it does. It, it is worth <laughs> mentioning that Washington is the second best um defense against wide receivers in fantasy football they give up 17 points per game to the whole position so if you spread that out that's not a lot i, I don't even care around. maybe i'm on a cd lamb high but when he caught that ball he was 100 covered and somehow mm. caught it so i don't think it, it even matters yeah, then you also you also got to factor in andy dalton's got to get it to him with chase young and that it was a terrible pass I, I, it, I, it, I, it was impossible he should not have caught it but he bullet timed yeah. it and somehow caught it what I'll say is I was listening to uh, Deion Sanders on an interview, and he was saying that um, uh, while Troy Aikman, he was commenting on something Troy Aikman said on one of the games he was um, he was commentating for, that if you have an amazing receiver, like he was basically saying that he would, even though Dion would cover Michael Irving, he would throw to Michael right. anyways. So right. you got to throw to your best. Like if the guy is your number one yeah. and he's ridiculous and he's going to be one of the best, like you have to target him and you okay. can't just go away from him. So, so. I think CD Lamb of all the players, I think of all the receivers on Dallas will be the one to start. Amari Cooper obviously is a safe start um, as well because he's the number one over there. But I, I, I okay, can't. So that, that's where I have issue because if Amari Cooper's number one, and he's going to be targeted as number one. I don't see Cooper and Lamb being effective against Washington this week. Both. But I, I one the, the only other. reason why I think Lamb will do better than Cooper is maybe I see Cooper as being the one shut down and CD Lamb doing more with his targets. Okay. okay. I could see that. I could see that. So Cooper gets the number one matchups all the time. He leaves CD Lamb a little more open. Yeah. To, to cook, so to speak. Okay. Yeah. Um, very possible. And of course, when you talked about that, that uh, story you're referencing, it was Troy Aikman talking about throwing to Mike Lurvin and not Andy Dalton throwing to, to a yeah, rookie. Exactly. But, but yeah, it still um, stands, stands to reason. And also, yeah. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, you got to start yeah, him this obviously week. you got to start him. What gotta about uh, Tony Pollard? He looked good last game. I wouldn't. Um, I'm looking back on that, guys. He got five carries, right? So, you know, yeah, he got yards 60 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, but can you expect that every time? Like, he only got five carries. Like but normally, uh, normally they're not excited about starting a running back who gets five carries. Washington's bad against the run, no? They're so uh, Washington good against the is, pass. Um, so, so. They're open. middle of the pack. Yeah. Um, okay. 19th, giving up 17 points per game Yeah, to running backs. I wouldn't risk Tony Pollard. No. But uh, he's definitely Here, a guy, if we didn't sneaky, mention him, yeah, he should be picked up. Here's the sneaky start on uh, – oh, for waiver wire. Yeah, Tony Pollard could be picked up for sure, especially yeah. as a handcuff. The sneaky start for Dallas to me is Dalton Schultz. And he might be available on waiver wires. Go ahead yeah. and pick him up. Um, Washington is only eighth. Um, dep- depends how you look at it, but they rank eighth worst against um, 
tight ends giving up 9.4 points per game, which is good for tight end position. Dalton Schultz, and he, he got plenty of targets last week, so um, he could be a play this week. Um, Agreed. Dallas, sorry, Washington side of the ball, guys. We're starting Antonio, Antonio Gibson and Terry Gibson. McCorm. Yep. There's like there's like yeah. three and people on McKissick. offense. <laughs> I mean, McKissick. McLaurin, would you start McKissick, McKissick this week? Gibson. I don't know. I guess. I guess. Uh, Dallas isn't great against running backs. They're 10th uh, worst. Yeah, I might start them. But uh, And actually, you're right, because McKissick gets – I mean, he didn't get a lot of targets last, this last week, but McKissick's basically a receiver, right? And uh, Dallas is horrible against receivers. Terry McLaurin looks – he should dominate this game because Dallas only the Seahawks are worse against running back uh, wide receivers in fantasy yeah. football. <laughs> They're pretty bad. So McKissick probably is a play this week. Alex yeah, Smith uh, could even be a play this week, to be honest. Uh, I guess I guess we got to toss Logan Thomas in the mix there as well. Then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, depending where he lines up, man. If you're desperate to pick up a tight end, I guess I wouldn't be super excited about it. But yeah. All right, nothing else on that game. Do we cover Thanksgiving Thursday? I think we did. Yeah, we did. Awesome, guys. Um, all right, well, I think that wraps it up for us. But uh, any words of wisdom heading into week 12 well, here, guys? Do, do you want to talk a bit about the game tonight? Oh, yeah, well, Monday Night Recap might as well. Do you have a rant for us, Anthony? Uh, Tell us about Tom uh, Brady's uh, deep ball. <laughs> Well, did it, did it, he I, pretty bad. He threw one to the other team. <laughs> like yeah. right to the well, other team. Right, right to the after, other team. Uh, right after Goff did the same thing. Yeah, but we're not talking um, about Goff here. So, we're talking about Tom Brady. Well, yeah, Goff are back. His eh? deep ball. Yeah. You can't just deflect. Doesn't look good today. Well, he also did get it to Mike Evans, which is what I only care about. What, uh, what 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 was I, my prediction, guys? What was my prediction for Mike Evans pregame for his stat line? Three passes and one touchdown. Three receptions. One of them would be a touchdown. He currently sits at seven targets, three receptions, thirty-one yards, and a touchdown. So, <laughs> <laughs> so far it's bang on. That was my prediction. <laughs> well, double digits, double digits. He's got double digits. Which um, is our, yes, because baseline for the here. old boom bust. But anyways. <laughs> Um, all right, so so I mean, yeah, takeaways from this game. Uh, the Rams defense is excellent. They're definitely, I mean, I'm sure they're owned in, in all leagues, but they are great. I think the Rams are, a, who called the Rams? Uh, was that you, Anthony? What? Did you call the Rams to win the NFC? Yep. You know what? It's very possible. Their defense is solid. Like they have no, right now it looks like no weaknesses on defense. And as long as they put it together, um, on offense uh, with Jared Goff, they're good enough. You know who's looked good, guys, and we'll check the stats later, but Cam Akers. And I know it's, you know, the old, we don't know who's going to be the running back on the Rams, but and maybe that's a waiver wire pickup for the week. What are we, um, what are we right now? Are we after, are we after the bye week? We are after the bye week. Is that what you called? Yes. Well, I said, I said, Last week might be his breakout because it's right, we're two after the weeks bye week. after the bye week, but yeah. What but he, are you guys got... talking about right now? He just scored a touchdown and has 15 yards rushing. What what breakout is this? No one ever what... said anything about a breakout, Anthony. Just say, look, I, I just said what? last week. I said last week. Well, this is more for Dave. It's less for you. Uh, Dave, how does Cam Akers look good? He caught 
a touchdown in the red zone. He, it's not like he 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 put a move or anything. He, he was just like wide open. He doesn't look good today. None of the running backs look good today. He Listen, just happened to Anthony, be in the red zone. Anthony, he's, he's gotten more than he's gotten defense. more than one run in, so he's a little bit better than usual. But uh, <laughs> Malcolm Brown, I don't think Malcolm Brown's been out there. Not not sure if I've seen Malcolm Brown. I saw one run, and Darrell Henderson hasn't been great. He's so. had one reception for eight yards. Yeah, I'm just trying to keep my list our listeners here aware of uh, the goings on. So if against a really good defense, Cam Akers is the like one of the most used, then, you know, it's a bad defense. So, I, I, what do you guys have to say about the 10 targets for Antonio Brown? 10 targets already? Um, yeah. He looks it looks like he's already become Tom's safety valve. Like, uh, he's running a lot of timing routes. Uh, they have a good connection. And, um, yeah, it's like it's definitely worth noting. Um, if Evans didn't catch the touchdown, Antonio Brown would be the lead receiver right now. But yeah, and is he lead, he's the lead in terms of catches or what? Uh, and yards. Uh, Evans has 31 yards, uh, three receptions. Tony Brown has seven receptions for 48 yards. So it's all these tiny there passes. But uh, yeah, and he's had a carry for one yard. Yeah, I saw that. And on the uh, Rams side of the ball, guys. Uh, well, actually, let's finish. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Chris Godwin. Are yeah, you worried about, if you're worried about uh, Chris Godwin, if you're the owner? No, uh, I'll let Moose comment on this one. Well, he has, he has two broken fingers. Did you not see his hand? <laughs> Moose is so quick to jump at the excuses for guys. It's not an excuse. I mean, you got to imagine it's hard to catch a ball if you have a, two fingers taped together. If Mike and, Evans and, and was in the same situation, Moose, you'd be like, he's bust. Fingers are not. He's bust. Bust. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not going to deny it. Chris Godwin's not doing well. But I also made these comments before they, you know, they signed Antonio Brown and, and Rob Gronkowski. But, uh, you know, he's not looking too hot out there. That's for sure. Look at Charles. That's for sure. Um, so, Anthony for so, sure. So, <laughs> so do, what do we do? Do we, do we bench him? Uh, until we see the tape off of his fingers. Oh, whoa, what do you have to Well, I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know because you never know what Brady is going to do week to week. Like, he could he could be the one to catch the touchdown, and then he's relevant. I mean, so, at, at, this point, at this point, Anthony, a lot of it depends on what you've picked up off the waiver wire. I mean, if you were banking on this guy yeah. being your guy, I mean, you have to start him. But uh, the okay, thing is, so the thing is, Tampa Bay, do- Tampa Bay is... They're essentially in the same situation that Kansas City's in, except it's even more vague on who's going to have the week. I mean, at least in hold Kansas City, so, you hold, so, hold on. So Kansas City a... is obvious. It's a Kelsey and Tyree Kill auto start. They've been great every week. They've been the two most consistent at their position this season Who? in fantasy football. Yeah, my, my, point is, my point is that they have a lot of oh. options, you know? That they yeah, can go but to. you can be confident so, that those two are are guaranteed. Okay, so let's that's do not a my point. You're who... missing the point here. The point is, is that okay. there's so many offensive weapons that on any given week it could go to somebody else. You know, it none could. Of their so, weapons, so it's hard, none of their it's hard weapons to offend me. None so, of their weapons offend me. So, would you rather <laughs> Godwin or Josh Reynolds? Whoa, Godwin. 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 You would start Godwin or okay. Yes, come on. Would you rather Godwin or Jarvis Landry? Godwin. <sighs> Probably Godwin. 
Would you rather who uh well Marquise Brown we already know. Would you rather yeah. um Christian Kirk or Chris Godwin? Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk. Okay. So he's a, he's in the mediocre um That's side of line. things. That's the line. Yeah, he's right in the middle. So I guess it depends on it goes what Chris, you have. Christian. That's how it goes. That's the line right there. DJ Moore or Chris Godwin? DJ Moore. Way more, way more. Or how about this? Because uh, Robbie Anderson has been the number three now, uh, as far as production. I mean, I would say I would say based off the last few games, DJ Moore. And Robbie Anderson or Godwin? I'd still go Robbie Anderson. Yeah, I'd probably have to go Robbie Anderson too. Yep. I think I will as well. Guys, Ram side of the ball tonight. Um, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. There's still 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter. They each have 12 targets, 10 receptions. Cooper Cup for 126 yards. He was a machine in the first half. I think he had five catches on the first drive. Yeah. And Robert Woods has 98 yards, but he has the touchdown to go with it. So he has more points. I just needed him to to do half of what he did in the first half, in the second half. And still 12 minutes left. I know. But if. If Tampa Bay continues sucking like this, they're just going to run the ball, and this will be the most boring twelve minutes of my life. And I need I need Robert Woods to catch the ball too, so I can win at least in one of my leagues. I would prefer Robert Woods at this point. There's more of a chance. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Anything else, guys? Before we sign off. Um. No. Yes. I'll Season five more. of Buffy Ooh. is extremely emotional. Just came to the uh, it's emotional, emotional, the emotional conclusion. I, I had to stop. I had to. I couldn't even go into the next season. I had to take a pause. Well, okay. Well, you heard it here first, guys. When those of you that are catching up to Moose on Buffy, be careful. Season five. Get the tissues ready. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that about does it this week on the episode. Good luck heading into American Thanksgiving week 12 in fantasy. We hope this week seals your playoff um, appearance and uh, may all your may all your fantasy dreams come true this week. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Ciao.